Hey everybody, welcome to E-Commerce Answers, a podcast produced and sponsored by Acorin, a leading e-commerce agency. My name is Frank Thompson. Every episode we're going to explore, analyze, and discuss key issues facing both B2B and B2C e-commerce merchants. We're going to look at a wide range of topics with a bias towards trends and technologies that merchants, e-commerce team members, and the media will be interested in. Welcome. We've got a fun conversation today planned with Adrian Luna from WebScale. And as an e-commerce agency here at Acorin, uh, we first came across WebScale a few years ago when everybody was uh, starting to panic and figure out how to support Magento One sites after the planned uh, sunsetting of Magento, if you remember those days. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of a nervous time for everybody in the, in the Magento community. And you guys were smart enough to come up with a hosting solution and a set of support services that could um, that could fill that niche. And uh, so we were excited to get to know you guys. And now we've learned so much about you guys and you do so much more. I'd love to um, have you just give a, a quick um, mini bio and uh, talk about your your role at WebScale and, and, and then maybe just jump in and um, chat a little bit about um, what WebScale does. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, so currently, I'm, I'm the head of global partnerships here at WebScale, which basically means I get to work with uh, agencies and SIs and developers from all around the world. We're obviously partnered with different cloud providers, AWS, uh, GCP, Microsoft Azure. Uh, and then we we have some technology partners that, that we work closely with to deliver a few of our services. But uh, yeah, all in all, just really working with an extended network of, of technology and agency partners from across the globe. Uh, it's, it's a great position to be in. I, I love coming to work every day. I love what I do and uh, honestly love doing things like this, right? And to meet people like you and, and work with teams just like a coin. It's good stuff. Um, as far as me as a person, I I have, uh, I guess, a little bit of an odd background. I, I actually started, believe it or not, not if you go back even 20 years i started a tv repair that was like my entry into technology i worked at a tv repair shop out of high school and plenty, uh, of, tech, plenty of technology there I'm man sure. we used to work on those old crt picture tube tvs and, and then which rolled into the projections which i remember when we got our first plasma in i think the the customer paid like twenty five thousand dollars for a flat screen and it broke and they brought it in and i was like a two three thousand dollar repair it was funny but um, it actually it actually helped out though, believe it or not, because I I rolled from that into uh, you know audio video residential and commercial AV and automation that turned into um, you know just climate control and security and then eventually found myself in the telecom later on. So it's kind of funny how I you know progressed into what I do today. But um, you know I owned my own company for for a bit of time in the AV space and. Honestly, I think that was really the beginnings of me understanding what it took as as a business owner and the how important it was to network with with people that could help you yeah. grow your business, especially yeah. if you don't have the funds and you know investment opportunities to do it yourself. So you know, you have to really lean on a network of people to help you grow and and uh, and I guess that's that's the foundation of how I got you know to do this today and over the past. You know, ten years or so have really applied it to more you know, hosting, and then niche down into e-commerce, and uh, been a part of this this e-commerce community for quite a while now. It's a good ecosystem to be in. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great that's a great story. I think a lot of us uh, in the internet and e-commerce space come from a a, a real wide variety of backgrounds. So it's um mm-hmm. it's it's fun to to hear where 
<clears throat> everybody came from. But before I switched careers, um, going off to business school, I was uh, I was actually in the world of uh, museum management. Believe it or not, I used to take care of uh, uh, old old houses and and old buildings. And I got into the internet by figuring out how to monitor museums remotely. So that's a different story, oh, wow. but just in contrast to the world of AV and TV, um, a different spin yeah. on, on getting into this business. But um, with regard to web scale, it, <clears throat> I'd, I'd love to, to, for you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what's your, what's your elevator pitch now? Because you guys have really evolved beyond the kind of uh, paradigm of just a hosting mm -hmm. provider with uh, ancillary services. And it's been, it's cool just to read your website now and, and um, read how you touch uh, so many aspects of, of e-commerce. So um, if you could give our yeah. listeners just a few minutes on, on what you do, pretending you're uh, stuck in the elevator with somebody and um, let, let, let me know about WebScale. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to, I'm just going to take the assumption that we're in an elevator at the Empire State Building and I have a ton of time. <laughs> we're making stops at every before. Um, it, no, I mean, if, if you look, so we just relaunched webscale.com in early February. Um, no, uh, well, I don't want to say no major changes, I guess, you know, big changes in, in how we present the brand, but really, if you look at the, the, the main line on the, the opening page, right? I mean, webscale provides it the safest cloud hosting for e-commerce. There's a couple of aspects of just dissecting that, right? Safe yeah. meaning security, cloud hosting, obviously we're, we're in the public cloud and Safe, um, safe, and safe. Then, that word is so important. Safe, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that honestly, that's why we we took the angle of saying, hey, like let's let's call that out initially. I think there's always been elements of hosting, you know, here and there. And obviously, you know, cloud's a bud a buzzword, but we take it upon ourselves to try to educate as many people on what cloud actually is and what it means to you. But for WebScale, it's honestly it's operating as uh, you know, as as a cloud native company, right? A SaaS. A software as a surface service automation model, and and you know, which means that we're we're basically deployed with built-in enterprise-grade security, scalability, and performance capabilities, and can also be deployed to manage any public cloud. Meaning, this could be an environment on AWS, it could be an environment in, in GCP or Microsoft Azure, you name it, right? I mean. Uh, in the early days, I think we we're even, you know, dabbling in some CenturyLink cloud and things like that. But um, it's been really nice to, to honestly be to, to operate in this this SaaS delivered model where we can be as flexible as we need to be when we need to be, and it allows us to work with clients with, with different needs and not necessarily cause somebody to to be confined to a box, but rather, you know, we can ask the questions of. Who are you right now and, and who would you like to be and what do you need us to be? And then we can form fit ourselves as a company around what the merchant is doing. So it's fun times here at WebScale. So um, that that must enable you with the SaaS model, that must enable you to work with not only large enterprises where you can scale up and support a huge mm -hmm. number of transactions and tons of traffic, but um, sounds like you can support nimble startups that um, don't want too much headcount, um, want to be marketing right. a lot right away and, and really try to get something growing quickly. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's really, you know, we, we take full management seriously, right? The way we see it is any startup that is launching their brand, they need to be hyper-focused in what they're doing and, and what their brand is intended to do. Um, 
and, and not necessarily be responsible for wondering whether the website is going to be up and available and online. And, you know, what, what, what should a web application firewall do and how should it be managed and what updates does it need to have constantly and things like that. Right. So um, in terms of, you know, these, these startups that, I even I even hesitate to use the word startup anymore. I mean, we're seeing these you know these companies launch and become ridiculously successful overnight with a headcount of less than ten, just because they've been really smart with how they've marketed themselves and and who they're targeting and then who they they've chosen to partner with. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it doesn't you know we don't require a company or a brand or a merchant to have you know hundred plus a thousand plus headcount with their own internal IT team that we need to work with in order to work with web scale. So it's again, right. It's, it's, it's exciting times in e-commerce in general. So we're just long so in, ter- in terms of, uh, in terms of evolving beyond just hosting services um, mm-hmm. I'm putting on my hat as a, a, as, as an e-commerce entrepreneur. And I know that um, I need to get a, a, a beyond all the marketing and in, in the user experience in terms of my infrastructure, I want a hosting service. I want a place to, um, to, to, to house my e-commerce website. I want it to be really fast. And, and so um, I trust that, that you can give me uh, a lot of great bandwidth and, and you're going to put me on a great box wherever it is, whether it's with uh, AWS or somewhere else. But beyond that kind of moving out beyond the server, what do you guys provide that's going to be the next most important thing to me in terms of... Uh, uh, somebody who's concerned about e-commerce infrastructure issues. It's a lot about security and performance, right? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Sorry, it's a bad time to get something stuck in my throat here. That's all right. No problem. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, man, that, that we can go in a hundred different directions with that question. I mean, that e-commerce itself is, it's... Um, it's been incredible just to see is how e-commerce has forced hosting to evolve, right? I mean, hosting itself has always had responsibilities. Um, you see a lot of like legacy hosting models where, you know, their their responsibility as a hosting provider is to stack and rack a server. You keep it plugged in. You make sure it's online. Um, you know, you hand the keys over to whoever it is that you're you know, providing access to. And then you call it a day, right? Your job is just yeah, to make sure that yeah. it's up and running. Um, what e-commerce has done is it's forced an evolution into, you know, what progressed into managed application hosting, right? It's, you know, the, the hosting provider not, didn't just need to have the server or environment or cluster or whatever it is online, but they had to have some sort of knowledge and expertise as far as what application is being hosted on it. Um, that started, started you know, well over a decade ago. Uh, but still there was, there was always a sense that, you know, management and expertise and uh, just capabilities beyond the application itself stopped at security. It stopped at edge performance. It stopped at, you know, delivering content from beyond the origin of, of the server hosting environment. And then you bring in now these third-party integrations that everybody's launching, you know, different extensions or plugins that are meant to do different things. So, you know, it, really and truly a lot of these, these third-party integrations or even security or edge performance capabilities I mean, these things were luxuries at one point, right? So, you know, I think hosting is, has been forced to evolve from looking at, at these, these capabilities and security and performance and calling them nice to haves and calling them, you know, luxury options. Um, I think if last year wasn't an evidence enough that 
you know, elasticity and managed services of, um, of these environments, you know, again, right, they're, they're not luxuries. They, um, these are absolute necessities. I mean, you know, you have to have visibility into the traffic of what's going on. You have to have insight into the data path to be able to solve some of the problems that are yeah. happening behind the scenes, right? And, you know, there's just there's just a ton of underappreciated aspects of, you know, of, of what we do as a company and how we've taken a look at e-commerce hosting specifically and separated it from any other, you know, type of, of traditional or legacy hosting options that are out there, so. So um, <clears throat> it, it must be true that, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, those peak shopping days during the holiday season. And of course, any days we had like that, especially during the pandemic with just all the, the, the interesting traffic spikes we had. Um, mm-hmm. those, those must be days when um, your customers really appreciate the fact that you've helped them really dig into some of the um, lesser obvious aspects of e-commerce infrastructure, I would think, right? Right, right. Well, that's that's the heart of of why e-commerce is different is those traffic fluctuations. I mean, you know, if you spin up a, a static website that's meant to just deliver information, and you have a pretty standard amount of people that come and visit at that that website either daily or monthly or yearly, you know, you can you can really just make a pattern of that traffic and and spin up a server that can accommodate that traffic, and it'll do fine. If you look at e-commerce, there's not just you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday and, and seasonality built into it. But now you have, um, you know, these these marketing campaigns and even even typical marketing campaigns have evolved into social media campaigns that at any point can run wild beyond what the merchant was expecting. And I think, again, it goes back to the responsibility of the hosting provider to not put that back on the merchant and say, hey, it's your fault because you didn't tell us that you were expecting 5x the traffic, right? You didn't you didn't tell us you were running a campaign that became more successful than what you thought it was going to be. I think the responsibility, and we at WebScale think the responsibility is on the cloud hosting provider to have automation put in place to, to say, hey, we're you know, we, we're not just here to accommodate your your watermark of traffic, the average traffic that's coming in. And quite honestly, we're not even here just to accommodate for traffic that you're expecting to spike at a certain time. We need to be here to be to be there to plan for those events where, you know, you're expecting a 2x spike in traffic and it turns out it's a 5x spike in traffic. And this could be the most, you know, the, the most successful selling point of, of your company. And the absolute worst thing to happen would be the environment to just fall over or just just seriously underperform and cause the visitors to the site to leave. So, yeah, I mean, you know, those those um, seasonally, of course, you know, we expect the fourth quarter to be very big in e-commerce, but I think our responsibilities in, in scaling and having that elasticity just extends throughout the year. I mean, nowadays there's there's so many different types of events that that are Black Friday-esque that happen throughout the year. And I would, <clears throat> I would think you guys must have to prepare your customers for even, I'll call it spikier traffic in the future mm-hmm. with social mm-hmm. commerce and headless and mm-hmm. those um, innovations only just growing and magnifying over the years to come. I would think that's, it's traffic is going to be less predictable and a merchant <clears throat> who has a celebrity who's doing some co-marketing on Instagram or whatever, you never know mm-hmm. when they might blow up and where your traffic Absolutely. might blow up. 
And absolutely, especially where where bigger brands are going to be um, driving that type of marketing in the future with um, celebrity ambassadors and so forth versus TV advertising. I, I would think that that's that's going to be really critical. You got to have the, the the pipe there ready to get the traffic no matter where it comes from. Yeah, and I think even those those bigger brands, those large e-commerce storefronts that have been around for years and years, they're even starting to adopt, um, you know, some of the social media tactics that these these younger brands are having because they're just finding this ridiculous amount of success by, you know, influencer driven success, right? And this could be an influencer that's a paid influencer that you brought in to help advocate for your brand, and it could be somebody who just picks up one of your shoes and takes a picture of it, and it turns out the celebrity happens <laughs> yep. to have. You know, 100 million followers, right? I mean, that's it's, right. <laughs> you really never know. And, you know, we, we just have this, this, uh, we call it planning for success. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's really easy to talk about, um, you know, what happens in the event of disaster, right? How do we recover from a, dis- a disastrous event at the infrastructure level? You know, what are, what are we doing for failover and how quickly can we get a new environment provisioned and, and brought online? You know, the way we see it is like, hey, why don't we plan for this successful event? Why don't we plan yep. for this crazy spike in traffic and make sure that, you know, we can be there. And and the other thing is, you know, availability and performance go hand in hand. I mean, how, you know, how, how good of, of a job are we doing if we keep a, keep a storefront available online, but performance is just, you know, going going down the drain. Yeah. Um, so you have to continue to perform at scale. Like those two need to go hand in hand. So yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely a huge, huge aspect of what we do. Yeah. Um, so let's dig in a little bit um, about um, your recent innovations with uh, Magento Cloud. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about that? What's been happening and what's happening now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and quite honestly, this has been one of the most exciting launches that WebScale has had in recent years. You know, you talked about early on us evolving and being flexible. And, you know, I, I think we just continue to reinvent ourselves every single year. Um, now, here's the thing, right? I mean, we if you look at the over the overarching umbrella of the e-commerce space, right? And then you start to look at the application and the players in that space. I mean, there's no doubt that Magento has played this huge part um, in, in being open source and, and having the flexibility that it offers and, and it really catering to, um, you know, to, to the same segment of the e-commerce community that we're looking to, to cater to, right? Uh, and then now you bring in, you know, Adobe Commerce Cloud into the fold, right? It's a self-hosted option. Um, and, and we also understand, you know, how important of a role that it actually plays in terms of formal partnerships with the, our own SIs and developers in our network, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of our, a lot of our development agencies are also partnered of course with, with Adobe and Magento and a lot of the clients go to commerce cloud. So I think us as a company, you know, being as flexible as, as we can be and having an offering that plays nice with what was once considered a competitor, I think is um, it just really shows like how resilient that we have been in the e-commerce space and, and how we've actually, you know, pushed pushed away a bit from a, a legacy or a typical hosting stigma of like you either host with us or you don't, and that's it. So right. I say that because the, the launch of of WebScale's Cloud Edge Security, what it means is now we can actually have an offering that acts as Magento focused security and performance, and and have it be an aug- augmentation for those merchants that are on 
Adobe's Magento Commerce Cloud platform, right? And we can do that without causing any friction with the existing stack with, you know, with Fastly, the integration that comes built in, you know? So I, I think just at a high level with our, our job and our objective is just to protect the application from any unwanted traffic. We also wanna provide just the ultimate visibility and control um, over manipulating web application firewall rules and doing the things you need to do as, as nimble as you need to do them. Um, and, and then wrap it all with our 24 seven management of it and, and full support. Right. And it's, it's already pr proven to be uh, an incredibly useful tool for those merchants that are on Magento commerce cloud that have no intentions of moving, but they have some security and, and performance and maybe some visibility gaps to fill. So now we can do that. So by, um, unwanted traffic that could include, um, hackers bots uh anything that's yeah. just um with, with all the 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 um really bad automated traffic that's out there mm -hmm. these days um helping protect the merchant from that is such a critical thing of just a daily operation i would think and, absolutely and yeah our as as an agency you know we focus on our 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 clients website experience a lot we probably can't even imagine the amount of quote unquote unwanted traffic that the average e-commerce merchant is trying to defend against on a daily basis. I'm sure it's massive. It's massive. And it's the reason why, I mean, I, I sound like a broken record when I say the word automation. It's you have to automate these things. You can't possibly have a team big enough to, to manually intervene um, whenever, you know, there's, there's a new threat that comes about. Right. I mean, uh, one of our, actually a couple of our solution architects, I hear him say it all the time. And we, we just refer to, to this malicious traffic. We just call them bad actors, right? I mean, a bad actor could be a bot, <laughs> a bad actor could be a physical human being, you know, that's attempting to, to penetrate your, your defenses. And regardless of what it is, the fact of the matter is that, you know, it's in order to deploy and, and fully manage a security solution that, that is aware and understands the application that it sits in front of, it does require a level of, of intelligence automation built into the platform um, that's that's providing the protection, right? And of course, you know, we we do have a large support team. We do have people managing it 24-7, you know, three tiers of support, all of the table stakes of a of a managed hosting company, right? Of a support team. But you know, let's let's let the technology do what it can and automate as much as possible and make sure that you know these thousands upon thousands of thwart of of uh, security violations are thwarted out in front of the environment before it can actually get to the origin. I think that's, yeah. that's what our job is in yep. this case. So, so being able to control that unwanted traffic, I'm, I'm sure that um, that has a real positive impact on the performance of um, merchants. And let's, let's talk about since Magento uh, for, for on Magento, we typically put, merchants that that have some pretty serious complexity with their businesses and what are you guys um seeing is it um which which types of uh, merchants are are getting the most um performance improvement from uh your products and services is it is it complex sites is it long established um merchants that are just evolving into um these types of service by uh, operational necessity or what, where, where are you seeing people um, make the most improvement in terms of their performance? Yeah, that's, uh, it's a little tough to answer. I mean, just, just because of the different flavors of merchant we see yeah. walk through our doors and, and, you know, I guess each of them have their own nuances and level of complexity to it. I mean, 
you know, you, you know this, I'm sure, all too well, right? I mean, a, a simple merchant request for a feature or capability, you know, can really result in like extremely complex work either at the code level, right? And that that yep. goes the same for infrastructure design, things like, you know, you brought a PWA earlier, right? Somebody could say, hey, well, I've, you know, we built these kiosks at, at some of our locations. We'd like our customers to be able to interact with them. Well, I mean, things like that, you know, and they require some sort of custom routing or site splicing. And, you know, now, we're, now we introduce the idea of device-specific traffic that needs to, it's almost a big if-then diagram, right? If traffic is coming in through here, then it needs to be routed to this certain backend and pull information from this database versus that. You know, there's a lot of infrastructure implications to that. And then you talk about, um, you know, with, with APIs and things like that, which basically it's, it's um, you know, the, the APIs now are handling the majority of the work. They're doing the heavy lifting on routing things from one endpoint to another. Well, now you have to talk about scalability within, you know, the, the services that are running those APIs to make sure they can also scale and accommodate, you know, a ton of traffic going both in and out, right? So um, I, I think, uh, you know, even, even some of the long established merchants that we see out in the market, I mean, even they're evolving and, you know, it's, it's really putting strain on some of the legacy hosting platforms that a lot of these, these guys have had success with in the past, but now, you know, it just causes, it's causing these larger brands to move on and to look for more progressive type hosting options again, that have the flexibility to say, all right, before we even get into speeds and feeds and RAM and disk space and all of that good stuff, let's just tell me your business. Tell me what you're looking to do. What's your, what's your five-year, 10-year model? And, and then let's build something out to where we can give you, you know, the right infrastructure to accommodate what you're doing now and make sure that, you know, if it is some sort of headless implementation, then we can add and remove pieces as you need them and, um, you know, be elastic and, and, and flexible in the, in the infrastructure side of things. So, um, you know, I, I think for us, it's just, again, the, the overarching feel is that we never want to limit anybody to conform to a box, but, you know, define the solution and then decide on the platform that they're using. I mean, I, I steal a lot of this from a corn.com, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I look at your, your homepage and it looks like you guys are, are saying the same thing, right? Like, regardless whether you're a B2B, B2C, like, let's not put you in the platform before we find out what it is that you want to do. So we look yeah, at the same way. Exactly. Every, every merchant, every business is, is different. It's just so much more than a, a catalog, a shopping cart in a box now, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you, you're talking about things like, just playing back to you, custom routing, site splicing, device, device specific traffic, scalability on demand and so forth. It seems like um, you, you guys are that, that are, are thinking about and innovating things that will, will, will continuously improve performance. Obviously, a merchant has to worry about what's kind of happening on the code side and on the software side, but it is, 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 is a lot of that innovation um, really geared towards uh, performance and, and speed? And um, do you have any thoughts on, is is that going to continue in the future? Do you guys see uh, performance enhancements continuing and um, and and things getting faster for online shoppers so merchants can continue to add um, complex headless experiences, video experiences, mm -hmm. animation, and and real um, cool merchandising to their websites as we evolve here? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, people in general are becoming more and more impatient. I mean, I I'm the same way. If I when I'm sitting, you know, if I'm, I'm driving somewhere, I pull into a parking lot, and I say, "Hey, I really don't have time to go inside." And I know, you know, this retailer specifically has a curbside option. Like, I'm just gonna jump on my phone and, yep. you know, go to retailer.com and and pick up, you know, click to buy, get what I need to get. And I, I, I know the brands that I love to interact with online and whether I know it or not, it's because of the experience that was built for me as a, as a consumer. And the beauty of it is you stick to the ones that can get what you want done and, and get it done quickly, right? And that all goes back to speed. So when somebody hits you know, a .com and, and they can quickly navigate through pages and find what they want, click different options and build something out you know, that, that they would like to buy and can do all of that quickly with a seamless and fast experience to get from homepage to add to cart to buy, you know, that, those are the merchants that see just yep. a tremendous amount of success. So when you, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's going to continue. I mean, as, as impatient as I am, you know, my kids are two times and three times as impatient as I am, you know? So um, yeah, you're going to see that. You're going to see that continue to grow. I think that's a lot of the reasons behind why you see so many different flavors of these front end technologies. Like, I'm sure it can be mind numbing as a merchant, you know, and now you're like, okay, I've heard of this PWA thing, or I've heard of, you know, some sort of custom, you know, front end brand experience that I can build and still use my same Magento backend that I have right now yeah. and not have to reinvent the wheel. Right. What does that mean? And then they talk to you and, and eventually would talk to somebody like us. I mean, um, we always have to have speed and performance in mind. I think th those are one of those things that I feel has become table stakes. You know, it's, 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 again, it goes back to what I talked about earlier. It's not a luxury to say, Hey, we can make sure that the environment is optimized for speed. It, it just, it has to happen. It's, it's not okay to have a slow website anymore. There's so much um, competition online, you know, and now it's a, it's a global market. There's global competition out there. People, people can buy something from five miles away or 500 miles or 5,000 miles away. And all they care about is how fast they can get to the site, get in and out purchase and how quickly it hits their, their doorstep. So um, yeah, I guess long-winded answer to your question, but absolutely. I mean, the emergence of these, these PWA and headless technologies, it's just going to, just going to, going to push that even further. So, so do you consider yourself um, kind of competing with some of the cloud and the, and, and the SaaS platforms, or just given the, the, the innovation of um, headless and omni-channel yeah. I assume you're going to answer flat no to that. You're complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's again, right? It's it's back to the flexibility. I mean, you have to be flexible in the way that you can deploy and accommodate uh, a request. And and the solution isn't always well. If you want to do business with us, then you have to rip and replace everything that you've you know spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on to build and you know move that over to us, right? That's that's not the objective, right? If if there are hosting pains, obviously let's let's talk about solving those. But no, I mean we're, you know, now these this uh, I, I just think over time, right? Over the past, especially the past two to four years, um, you know, competition is has turned into complementation with us, right? We we complement what was once you know a, a competitor in a SaaS platform. Well now. You know, the the emergence of headless has brought us into the idea of decoupling whatever front end is being built and whatever it's meant to do from a back end that could be outsourced to, you know, a Shopify or a big commerce or whoever it is. And then 
now you talk about the emergence of these you know self-hosted cloud platforms whether it's you know magento cloud salesforce commerce cloud sap yep. it doesn't matter right to yep. us it's it's identifying what the need is and it's just created this new world of the of, of competitors turning into strategic partners you know i can i can see ourselves absolutely you know having to work with somebody who a couple of years ago we would have looked at as competition and now like, hey, how how can we how can we stay in our own lane and all provide you know a 360 degree solution to make sure this merchant is taken care of using both of our products sounds sounds like you'd like to be involved with companies that are starting to architect e-commerce experiences early on in the process let's not just mm -hmm. wait until the end where it's time to get the quote for quote unquote hosting <laughs> but yeah. um, sounds like you can provide a lot of value while we the, the 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 designers and developers are are architecting this solution um it, it, it is is that when you'd like to be involved in these conversations that's a hundred percent accurate as early as possible right i mean and the reason is is because we we as a company we've launched over three thousand storefronts to date right and you don't wow. do that without learning a few things and being able to offer guidance and expertise into saying okay look I know you're excited about your brand. We're excited about about your brand. You know, I understand that your projections are this, this, and this over the next year, right? Let's talk about where you want to be, where you're, where you likely will be in the next three to six months, and also where you're at right now, and put something together that's, you know, a, a, something that's comfortable for you to to jump into and get started with, and that's built to scale. Meaning, you know, once we hit those milestones, and you you hit those growth points, then, you know, the, the, the infrastructure or security capabilities or whatever it is that we've built out initially is made to be, to be added onto, right? I mean, we expect you to grow as a merchant. So um, yeah, I mean, that's, to me, those are some of the, the most in those enjoying processes that we can be on is, is working with a merchant that's early in their life. And, and they're asking us, you know, for best practices, and then we can, you know, if they're not currently working with somebody, we can we can bring them and introduce them to somebody like you guys and say, hey, look, this is these are the responsibilities of the SI that you work with. Here's where we fit in. Here's the timeline of how things need to be built the right way. And then, you know, oh, by the way, we've worked with several people in, in the same space that you operate in. And, you know, we can help you avoid some pitfalls and and also help you, you know, avoid disaster while, again, planning for success. Right. Let's let's get you to that point. So in, uh, in, 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 in getting involved early on in the process, are you starting as a part of these conversations with your, with your prospects, are you seeing mm -hmm. more uh, discussions around headless experiences and headless e-commerce applications on the architecture side? Um, and do you think that's going to continue? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so, and, and the thing is, is the, the questions that we're getting you know, they, they've either read something somewhere or you know, they, they have a, a friend um, that has had, you know, some sort of, of headless or PWA build uh, architected or built for them recently, right? And, you know, they're coming to us asking questions of like, hey, I've, I've heard that we can do this, right? What does it mean? Um, and, and again, right, that, that allows us to kind of spread our wings a little bit and say, all right, well, let's 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 give you some pros and cons, and and also it's it's our responsibility to say, hey, you might not be ready for that just yet, right? There's going to be a certain level of complexity or or added involvement that 
you might not need at this point, right? But again, it goes back to being able to build something that can morph into what it needs to be five, 10 years down the road if need be. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing a lot of a lot of inbound requests and what was once a buzzword is is now really turning into go time, right? We're starting to see even new platforms that emerge are now shipping out of the box, PWA ready and you know, working with some of the leading cutting edge uh, front end presentation layer technologies built into the way that they have the ability to deploy. So it's uh, it's beautiful, man. It's it's you know, I, I say this a few times, but it's it's a good time to be in, in e-commerce. It it definitely is. Um, we could uh, we could geek out on this stuff all day. I want to try to get close <laughs> to, to to wrapping up here. So I want to give you a chance sure. to talk about. Um, any of your um, offerings that you think are real critical right now, whether it's uh, whether you want to give a plug for Cloud Edge Security Suite or whether you want to talk about some up and coming um, offerings or products or, or something new. Um, just wanted to, to um, give you a chance to talk about what you think are some of the more critical aspects of your offering that you want our listeners to know about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say if there's any key takeaway here, and, and if we were going to selfishly talk about, you know, web scale, <laughs> I think um, I think it's a couple of things, right? We, we I talked about Cloud Edge Security Suite. You know, we we threw that around a few times. Yep. But if you pull back just a bit, I think it's just understanding the flexible deployment models that web scale offers. So don't be afraid to come in and, and say, hey, I, I currently have a site on Shopify and you know, be afraid to, to tell us that, assuming that we're gonna wanna rip and replace the entire environment and, and re-architect something and you know, using a different application and, and something that's on-prem hosted, right? I mean, that's, again, right. that's kind of the ways of a traditional hosting company. I think the big takeaway would be you know, bring us bring us what it is that you you have now and what it is that you would like to be, um, and then let's talk about our different deployment models. Whether we need to be a security augmentation, and whether that security augmentation needs to be placed out in front of an existing hosting provider or a self-hosted e-commerce platform like Magento Commerce Cloud or Salesforce Commerce Cloud, or if you have a SaaS solution that you're now in the process of building out a custom front end to create this this you know headless version of your of your online brand, regardless of what it is, um, there's there's a very high likelihood that WebScale has a deployment model, a product set, uh, a plan, or some sort of add-on features that we could really create and or help bridge any gaps that you might have as a merchant, right? And I would think. You know, when, when you we started this thing by highlighting the word safe and talking about security and security in itself is a full time management responsibility and the security measures have to have knowledge of the application that it was put in place to secure. Right. So, um, you know, every single one of our security implementation is meant to manage that line of defense that doesn't just block the threats, but it's also providing a granular look into the traffic, into response time. So we can dig into things that go beyond just securing the environment, but you know, really creating that 360 degree uh, protection that, that you really want and, and deserve as a company. So, Well, I can, uh, I can tell you, I can tell you from our perspective, um, we're really looking forward to working with you guys and, and helping our prospects and clients really 
expand and, and understand how more of an omni-level approach to infrastructure can be supported by uh, a team like yours at WebScale. It's really exciting to think about um, being able to um, have a partner that's so flexible on the infrastructure side and able to add so much value in terms of performance and security while taking care of the hosting aspects of e-commerce um, in, a, in a SaaS type way. I think it's just, it's really great. So um, thank you so much for, for coming onto the show today. I'm going to close by asking you a non-commerce question. Um, when the pandemic's over, where are you going out for that first big dinner with your friends and family? What's that, uh, what's that location going to be? You going to go get some Tex-Mex or you going for Italian? <laughs> what do you miss that you want to have? I live in Texas, buddy. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a different world here, man. I mean, we've, we've opened up at 50%, 75%. And from what I hear, it's going to be a hundred percent like in seven days or so. Um, yeah, that is so true. that day it's is actually true. coming. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, as far as getting the family together, here's the thing, right? I mean, we, we want to stay responsible. We, we still want to maintain our, our health and, um, you know, again, right. Just make sure we're, we're maintaining physical distancing, but, uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to have our first family gathering together and, and I can't wait to get all vaccines in place and all that good stuff. So, um, down here in, in South Texas, yeah, Tex-Mex is a must, uh, enchiladas and, uh, and fajitas and a bunch of tortillas and, yeah. uh, and, and we go to, go to sleep for the next four hours because it's carb overload. Sounds good up here in Boston. I, I really miss um, <laughs> taking my family out to the North End and getting some great Italian. Uh, so I'm so excited on that uh, first summer evening when we get a chance to do that. I think we're all looking forward to that. Um, great conversation, Adrian. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll include a, a link to WebScale in the, in the show notes and um, look forward to talking soon in the future. Appreciate your time. I appreciate you, Frank. You take care, my friend. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of e-commerce answers. If you have ideas for topics you believe we should be exploring, send a note to podcast at acorin.com or you can fill out the contact form on our website. If you'd like to participate and be a guest, we welcome those inquiries too. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to bringing you our next episode.